This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber. All right, here we are, Holding the Ball podcast. Uh, we are back for the first time in a couple of weeks, Mike. How are you? Feeling good, mate. Uh, had to have a bit of a break, didn't we? Just had a busy schedule. <laughs> yeah, lots on, lots happening uh, out there at the moment. But uh, we're back now and we're hopefully bit more regular um but uh yeah cheers to everyone for tuning in and cheers for tuning into our last episode when we looked that was way back at round two um mm. had a lot Lots of happened out since then a lot has happened since then because i think that was before round two it was yeah yeah, lots has happened since then. Yeah, lots have happened and a big shout out <laughs> to all those shut up a lot of those who have listened uh to those episodes, heaps, obviously, most of them in Perth, but people in Melbourne and Brisbane, obviously those people in Brisbane are in the hub uh, checking us out. Yeah, it must be. Uh, some couple of listeners in New York. So a shout-out ah. to the folk in New York. Um, Wouldn't want to be there at the moment. Yeah, hopefully they're staying healthy. Um, someone in Izmir in Turkey listening up and someone else in Carlinville in the US. I don't know where that is, but g'day. And How are you going over there? Yeah, good. And someone in Barcelona. So, yeah, thanks uh, wherever you're tuning in. So, there's lots to talk about Talk today. footy. Go on. Go. The, la- the latest, I guess, news, the the state of the game has come out into the uh, the open thanks to Clark-o. Alistair Clarkson, the uh, god of coaches. Um What's your thoughts on what's going on? I guess we've had some pretty low scoring, some interesting holding the ball decisions, I guess, that brought uh, brought it up with Clarko. So what's going on? Well, Clarko's obviously an influential figure. And uh, I did. I was talking to someone, I don't know, it may have been Big Dave, uh, one of our favourite uh, subscribers, um, talking about how they watched a heap of in the uh, – quarantine sort of period they had all the old classic games and you could watch every grand final and you could tell the moment where football turned crap um, <laughs> uh, according to some people but um though i think i heard someone say uh today that was about 2005 when it turned crap yeah um oh. was that the was that the GF uh, Sydney G- Sydney Eagles. Yeah, they had oh five and oh six. So yeah. I mean that was yeah that was Paul Ruse just clogging it up mm-hmm. um, back in the day. But there were a few good grandies after that. But it was around that sort of time, mid to late two thousands, where things become a bit more con- congested. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and now you're getting games where yeah, there's not a lot of scoring. No. Which is upsetting some people, but so what do you think we can do? Let's well, put some ideas out there. Put some ideas. Now the thing is, I don't care. You know, I, I, okay. yeah, this is the thing. I really don't. Um, I love the footy, and like you had a few games there where there was some some good scoring. We've got to remember we're missing we're having sixteen minute quarters, so we're missing almost a full quarter of a game. Yep. So we're missing a fair bit of fair bit of time. We've got to. Fact I actually in. heard your uh, your coach say that he thought that there might be higher scoring because of the shortened quarters. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but you're getting less fatigue, aren't you? So less fatigue. Mm. Sort um, of more quick, uh, I don't know, faster-paced games and yeah, things like that. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I, for me, you like to watch a close game. Like, for instance, I sat down and and watched Friday night's game between GWS and Collingwood and absolutely loved every minute of it. It was just a cracking game. Mm. Um, and what that finished, 66 to 64. Yep. And, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, gee, wish wish there was more scoring. But um, then you watch other crap hole games like um, my or the Geelong Mob, my and Melbourne Port, game. Or Geelong and Melbourne. I think it was four goals to half time. Or yeah. Something. I mean, yeah, no, that's no good unless you, unless you support one of those teams. But you know, there was a, there was a lot of close games, which is good. But um, I don't know, mate. The holding the ball thing that Clarko has gone on about. Um, mm. Gil Gil spoke about that today, um, talking about that he believes it should be tightened up, and he realised he was sort of speaking out of line there. But um, so holding the ball probably needs to be addressed in prior opportunity. 
Um, I think some players are getting pinged when you think how are they supposed to get rid of it. Um, that that's a bit yeah. frustrating. It but goes both ways, but yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for rewarding the tackler, but the bloke's got to have prior opportunity. I heard them talking about maybe team prior, so oh, the the sort of thing that you see sometimes where one team mem- teammate handballs it to another who's immediately he knows he's going to get tackled and therefore he's got prior because the other guy had prior. Oh, I don't like that. Like, it's interesting. No, no code. I don't think. And listeners, if you're out there and you want to just have your thoughts on this, I don't think any sport changes the rules just to muck things up as much as we do. Um, it'll be all right. It'll be okay. Um, close games keep people interested, and uh, we're getting plenty of them. So, I think mm. there were one, two, there were four games under a goal on the weekend, which that's almost half of our game, so that's pretty good. It is good, as long as there's plenty of scoring in those games, I guess. Yeah, which apart from mm. one, which, you know, the one that you mentioned, uh, I think there was enough scoring. So, But, yeah, no, nah, interesting. People say they're, say they're 20 cents and, uh, you know, there's a lot more contests. There's a lot more. It's uh, I think it was Simo that spoke about it. It's a front-half game. If you don't get it in front-half, you're pretty much stuffed. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the game has changed and it will continue to change, but I don't want them to come up with this bloody zones crap or anything like that. We don't want that. Don't want netball rules? Do not. No uh, one player or a couple of players in the 50 at all times or something like that? Do not want that. Because <laughs> then what are, okay. what are the seagulls of the world going to do? What are the, uh, you know, strength? That's that's all I did when I, the limited football I played was just wander down when I wasn't supposed to be there and just hope to get a cheap one. <laughs> um, but well, that's your that's your position. How would pocket? How, how, yeah, I know. How would Josh get? How would Josh Jenkins survive? Uh, <laughs> getting the uh, yeah, cheers. The crowd loves it. Has he actually played a game yet? I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen him. him. No, no, no. I, but I haven't watched any Geelong either. So, uh, right. Mike, should we get on to our little our little? Uh, I don't know what we call them. Star of the week. Who is your star of the week? Okay. I didn't see too many of the games, but the ones that I watched, the uh, obviously watched my boys and uh, a star in the making, Hayden Young, our uh, first draft pick for the year. So Looked I think exciting. Your, your two stars, I think, have been Sam Sturt and Hayden Young. Any danger you can just look outside the, old, uh, the box a little bit. Well, you know, it's difficult to pick someone from the Eagles at the moment. So, uh... okay, I was waiting for it. <laughs> Loves it. Okay, good, good. That's okay. Uh, I'm so, getting there. I'm getting Hay- there. yeah, good. Hayden Young. So you liked his game? I liked his game. Uh, there was a moment where he attacked a ball that was sort of on the half volley, picked it up, handballed it to another bloke, kept running, got the handball back, and uh, nailed a kick inside fifty to Walters, and it was just. Uh, it was exciting. If he can start uh, doing that in his, what's it, third game, I look forward to the future. All right. Exciting times. Well, Who's I, your star? I've gone with two. I couldn't separate. So I hope you don't mind. I've doubled up. First star, and I mentioned I watched Friday night's game, is Toby Green. Um, oh, Tobes. He was fantastic. And he's, he's the player that we love to hate. But um, I may have had a little flutter. On Friday night, and so I wanted the Giants uh, to get up, and they didn't let me down, just. Uh, and Toby Green uh, was outstanding. Three goals on the night, um, six score involvements, and seven, con- uh, sorry, nine contested possessions. He's just a, for a little nuggety bloke, he's just a beast. Mm. Um, and uh, deadly accurate in front of goal. So he, he was one of them. Um, and my other one, and I think this is a really good story, is Dan Butler from St Kilda, who was traded to St Kilda from Richmond for pick 56 in last year's draft, so almost mm. for nothing. And against his old side, he kicks three goals too, has seven score involvements, um, and kicked a beauty from the boundary yeah, late, saw on, that. late on very, in the very game good. Uh, against his old side. So well done to Dan Butler. So an awesome little performance from him. A flog, Mike. A flog. Uh, I've... Stuck with the uh, the rivalry here and gone one of your blokes, okay. Who's just uh, decided to headbutt was the best way to go about things, and um, <laughs> he was Schofield. He was one of my it. options, that's for sure. Goes into uh, 
gets the call up for the game because um, McGovern's out and doesn't waste his opportunity to uh, impress and got the uh, the spray from the coach on the on the phone when he went to the bench afterwards. It's very uh, entertaining. Yeah, can you lip read? How good are your lip reading skills? Um, <laughs> they were pretty. I think they were all swear words. There were so. a couple of nice little adjectives thrown in there from Simo, but um, yeah, that was a bit stupid, and uh, was always going to cop his week for that. Um, mine uh, goes to one of your old uh, old Freya boys, a bloke that um, bought a few tears. Now, am I push the right button in? No, that's the wrong one. No, nah, I'm not pushing the right buttons. Uh, Lockie Neal is my flunk, is my flunk for the week. Okay. And, and uh, is it because he did missed all the goals? Yeah, Lockie Neal. Uh, you know, close game, a real tough game up there against the Crows, who are flying at the moment. Mm. Uh, kicked zero six <laughs> on <laughs> is it Sunday morning, and the tweet. I love the tweet. So Lockie Neal comes out on Twitter, going according to my Twitter feed, a few, a fair few had me. For a goal in their multi apologies, I owe you all beer. So, so good on you, good on you, Lockie. And uh, that's a little lighthearted flog for me because otherwise I would have gone Schofield because he was a peanut. Um, in other news, Tom Green is this week's rising star from GWS. Yeah, you watched that game. How how'd you see his game? He is a bull. Yeah, he is. In and under. He, no, he's just big. He's big for a for a draftee and he's he's one that they got from their academy and that's why he, d- he didn't go before pick 10 because everyone knew the Giants were going to match it anyway. So um, he is going to be a special player, I believe, and, and um, I think he kicked his first goal and uh, looked really good. Doesn't look out of sorts amongst the big boys. So Tom Green, there you go, rising star this week. All right, well, while you're on Rising Stars, why don't we talk about the one that's uh, the elephant in the room, uh, Matt Rowell, uh, looking the goods. Now, yeah, so Matt Rowell, um, I read something from our one of our great content providers in Swamp mm. who uh, couldn't resist by saying Matt Rowell currently has 30 coaches' votes in four games and Adelaide as a team have a total of three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, and he's coming second behind uh, the before-mentioned Lockie Neal, on, who's on 31, and Travis Boak on 29. Um, he goes all right, doesn't he? He's going very well. So he's had three games in a row of 20-plus disposals and two goals in each game. So, yeah, no wonder he's got the 10 coaches' votes in now, each of those games. Now, a shout-out to Big Dave. Um, again, listener, he reckons when you see a new recruit, you need to look at their glutes. So you need to look at the rear end, and he reckons Matt Rowell is has has a very, uh, I guess, solid built uh, <laughs> rear end section, as uh, probably BT would put it, and therefore that's if they if they're well built in that area, they're going to be a quality player. Um, so he reckons right. without fail. Now he didn't give me another example to back it up. Did Big Dave? But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so and I thought well. Who else could I think? Robert Harvey was pretty heavy set, wasn't? Um, and I couldn't really think of anyone else. But uh, I don't know. We'll keep an eye on that theory from Big Dave. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but um, apparently, yeah, big... I, I, it's not really what I'm looking for when I'm watching the football. But, <laughs> um, um, but uh, it's their own. Perhaps the missus can give you a bit of feedback. But uh, mm. I, uh, the, but Big Dave will test his theory out. Uh, maybe we'll put it out on the socials for some <laughs> some comment. <laughs> but uh, I did find something about Matt Rowell seeing you brought it up. Uh, now, from a particular betting company, which we're not going to promote them, but the things you didn't know about Matt Rowell. Okay, okay, you ready for this? Okay. First one. When Matt Rowell was young, his parents used to come into his room when they were scared. Instead of the other way around. All right. Number two, after he was born, Matt Rowell drove his mum home from the hospital. Is that good? All right. Number three, Matt Rowell is so good, he'll make his dad eligible for father-son. I know, these are really good. Number four, Matt Rowell once took a lie detector test, the machine confessed. That's good. I'm glad you're laughing. Uh, Number five, Matt Rowell once took two days off school. We now refer to those days as the weekend. That's good. Um, Matt Rowell doesn't catch COVID. COVID catches Matt Rowell. <laughs> I don't know if we should laugh about that. Uh, the goal review panel asked Matt Rowell what he thinks before making a decision. 
<laughs> He's that good. Uh, back in school, Matt Rowell's teachers had to raise their hand to speak with him. <laughs> and last one, when Matt Rowell left for the Gold Coast, he turned to his dad and said, you're the man of the house now. <laughs> so a bit of humour on, uh, on Matt Rowell. That uh, sounds a bit like the old uh, Chuck Norris jokes. Yes. Uh, you know, the yep. better than everybody sort no, of uh, thing. I like it. But Matt's, Matt's killing it. He is. And uh, I, I'm, I actually looked about, I think it was the week that he played uh, Your Mob. I had a look at the yeah, brown just day. to see how much he was paying. It was $81. He's now $8 and the third favourite to win the brown low. So uh, I wish I'd got on at $81 a few weeks ago. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how he goes, you know, on into the year. And we, it could be the second straight year where we have an absolute gun. Well, we know how good Sam Walsh was last year. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Rowe looks to be even better. Much, much better. Um, and, uh, I mean, he could be – and we'll touch on this because we know I am, am, am a, you know – Long lost member of the Gold Coast. I do love the Suns, even when they were crap. I uh, the home of football has been given a bit of a workout. It looks a bit like a cow paddock at the moment, but um, the Suns. There's there's some people out there. I'll call them gremlins, who are getting a bit upset at the Gold Coast winning games um, and think that the AFL's equalisation has gone too far. What are your thoughts? Have you seen the Gold Coast? Yeah, look, I'm I'm glad that they're doing well. Um... I think in previous seasons they've started off quite well their first few games. We and forget they were three and one last year. Yeah, they were three and one last year. We forget that. So um, it will be interesting to see how far they go. You know, the younger bodies don't usually have the stamina that yep. some of the more experienced players have. So that'll be the test. But you know, it's it's good. Although at the moment the number of quality players in there is. Uh, is ridiculous. So um, I would be pretty surprised to see um, or maybe a little disappointed to see them do really, really well really quickly. Yeah. But, you know, I guess you want them to do well at some point. So I I thought it might take a few years. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the Gold Coast would argue that it has. I mean, this is Stuart Jew's third year there. Um, So he's three years into a plan. Um, And I think to get... Brandon Ellis and Hugh Greenwood there this year are master strokes, not high-profile players, but players who will add a bit of size, a bit of strength. And we saw the beautiful byplay between Hugh Greenwood and Mark Rusciuto on on radio the week before when the sun smashed Adelaide. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty happy for guys like Took Miller and Jared Witts and Harbrow and those guys who have been around for a while and have been getting smashed every week. I think it's good. Yeah, no, it is. Um. What else have we got? Well, there's the the other elephant in the room. <laughs> Go the on. One behind your head there. The Matt Prudis. Matt going well. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, blue and gold, mate. What's going on? Um, the Eagles. I'm assuming you're referring to. Um, yes. Listen, blue and yellow, we're, should I we're just um, surfing and just having a good time on the. Uh, <laughs> On the yeah. Gold Coast at the moment. Just having a bit of a holiday? Yeah, just... Um, Enjoying hub life. Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting little situation and we talked about Will Schofield before, but there's a few players up there who just haven't been able to get it done and, you know, I know it's not ideal, but Port Adelaide are going all right. Frio at least being competitive. Um, so it hasn't really been good enough uh, from the Eagles and um, it's even blokes like... Shannon Hearn, who's normally so reliable, yeah. just hasn't been. Um, like I think the mids were actually okay on Saturday. Like Yo and Kelly, they were all right. Um, they're not world beaters like we hope they would be. And I think Nick Nat's playing well. But I think um, at the moment, and someone made a comment, that, and I, I hope it's not this, but it's the three blokes who missed the grand final, Shepard, Gaff and Nat Nui. Mm. Who, who seem to be doing all the heavy lifting at the moment. I mean, Kennedy played a good game on Saturday, but I don't know what's wrong with Darling. He couldn't catch a cold at the moment. Um, but, um, yeah, so um, and some interesting selection things. I mean, I'm as, an, as a supporter, I'll say my piece. Um, <laughs> but Jared Brander playing on a wing 
really, I don't know, he was a first-round draft pick. Um, he's an well, interesting he's one. more of a key position player, isn't he? Well, he's a big boy. <laughs> mm. I think he's like 195 centimetres. And I know um, he's pretty agile and good below his knees, but you've got some good um, young draft picks, midfielders that we could try and play there. Um, like young Ainsworth and Brayshaw, who Eagles fans know who I'm talking about, that we'd love to see get some game time. Um, that aren't so it's it's an and Oscar Allen gets dropped. I mean, I'd rather see Oscar Allen in there than Jack Darling at the moment. So yep. we will see. Do you think what happens. that uh, you know because of the the history and the what that that those players have done that they just get a bit of a free pass for a while? Um, well, I think Simo will back him in. I mean, he made four changes last week, um, which I thought was was good. But I just some but the players that he dropped were not. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Well, there was no big names no, there. No, well, Petrocelli had done nothing and Allen got dropped and McGovern was suspended. I don't know who the other one was. I can't remember. But um, um, Rotham, I think it was. And I don't. I actually don't mind Rotham. I think he's all right. But, um, yeah, you'd like to see if a big name will roll. I mean, Sydney now this week, we talk about fixtures in a sec, but um, yeah. it's uh, a big game for West Coast because, I mean, a 17-round season, go one and four, and it's uh, going to be very hard from there, despite the fact that there's probably going to be a bit of footy in WA. Um, so, I don't know, it's just not clicking, and it seems like people are stunting the Eagles' ball movement, and they're just not going in and winning the footy, unless it's Nick Nat down on all fours, no defensive pressure in the forward line, um, can't hold the ball in there. So, I don't know. Um It'll be interesting to see if the selection this week will be interesting. It will, yeah. I think you might be able to get away with maybe another week of giving him another crack, but at some point he's probably got to make a bit of a statement, doesn't he, and, and drop the likes of Darling or uh, Cripps, I think, has been pretty average. Yeah, uh, Cripps is like a surprise. Chris, Cripps is normally, I mean, not probably as well known to non-West Coast fans, but so good at his forward pressure has, um, yeah, just has barely sighted so some concerns that's that's for sure um what else we got um i noticed that uh titus o'reilly uh was at it his best he said that um charlie cameron's really a bloke that adelaide should look at developing yeah. uh, <laughs> just um gee did some clever things on the weekend that little chip kick i think it was to mcstay in the middle of the ground and then that hangout yeah. that he took um, he had a great day out for the Lions and, and gee, the, the Crows could do with him right now. I did see uh, a tweet from Titus O'Reilly a, a couple of weeks ago that was uh, along the Matt Rowell line. He said, Matt Rowell is so good I can already hear the which Victorian team is the in the race to get him stories being written. So Yep. Yeah, you wait. You wait. Let's hope he re-signs, hey? Oh, I, he... I really do too. I hope he re-signs. And, you know, after Ben King and Lukosius signed last year, I really do hope Rao signs. Um, should we talk fixtures? Yeah. So, obviously, today... The news of the day. Um, Queensland decided that they would um, sort of close the borders to the Victorian clubs without, you know, with a two-week quarantine period. So, AFL have had to make some changes, most notably. And I reckon there's a bit of conspiracy theory here. Oh, here we because go. Because when we did our last podcast... Yes, that's the right button. When we did our last podcast, you were a bit annoyed that you yes. had a home game against Richmond I was. on the Gold Coast. Yeah, oh, you reckon I've got Gil on speed dial. So uh, <laughs> I think you've been having some words to some high-profile friends and uh, you've managed to find an excuse to get it changed. Well, our reach here on the on the Holden Ball podcast, I mean, we we do have Gil and uh, Steve Hocking and co on, on I think, what was his name? Travis Holt or someone on uh, on close contact. So maybe we've, you know... Our listenership has has given us a bit of um, sway there, but yeah, interesting one. I did have a win, you're right. Uh, but anyway, the uh, obviously the West Coast are now going to play the Swans on Saturday, and uh, the Tigers will play Melbourne. So <laughs> Titus also on that one thinks that uh, it's the AFL trying to engineer Richmond a win this, yeah. <laughs> this week. Um, and can we just say? You know, when it comes to fixturing, what a masterstroke putting an absolute blockbuster on a Thursday night to replace it in Carlton and St Kilda. We'll all yeah. be we'll all be lining up to watch that one. 
Well, I don't know. I reckon that might not be a bad one. Saints are going pretty well. Oh, my goodness. Put the Suns on a Thursday night, mate. That's what we want to see. Get the Gold Coast <laughs> well, Suns Suns on. against uh, Geelong in Geelong. Yeah, That'll well, they reckon now that Gold Coast may need to, because they're going to play that game in Melbourne, will have to quarantine or perhaps come back via New South Wales is what they think will happen. Mm. So just interesting, you know, things going on. Um, I guess the thing is that it's changing day to day, week to week. So mm. what we think is going to happen next week or this week could change tomorrow. You yeah, don't know. So, so we'll have a section on fixturing for the next few weeks. But it'll be interesting. And the question that I did here today, I think it was from Mitch Cleary, is will all the 10 Victorian clubs need a potentially hub outside Victoria? That'll be interesting. Mm. Well, I guess if it gets worse... That's the only way they're going to be able to finish the season. Yep. Um, so I'll hope it doesn't get worse, but there would be a small portion of me that would love seeing footy. And they reckon, and this is what I do like, is they reckon that the Northern Territory is in line for some get, for a hub potentially, which would be great for the folk up there. Yeah, it would be good. That would be great to see. All right. Shall we forecast? Shall we take a quick, uh, quick break, get a refill and look forward to round five? All right. We'll be back in a minute. The Holding the Ball Podcast. All right, we're back after a bit of a breather and a top up. Um, none of us are supporting local whiskey tonight. No, we're not. But we're, uh, before we get on to the games, oh, here we go. I've got my segment back. What is your segment? Questions without notice. Oh, oh no. Because it did so well last time, you couldn't think of an answer. <laughs> yeah, no, that was horrible. The Debus, the great Debus. So yep. after. Uh, I actually came up with this one a couple of weeks ago after you guys lost to Gold Coast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and since then you've just, I don't know, maybe you've got a couple more games to to think about. But um, Well, we just think that there's no need to kick any more than six goals in a game. We just think that's our number. No, We're that's just going to stick to it. It's a bit less than, you know, previous seasons for you guys. <laughs> yeah, but. a little bit. Um, question without notice. Sure. Worst loss in memory. Oh, for West Coast. Yeah. Um, worst loss in memory. Uh, I will go um, la- Oh, it's probably worse than this. But the I guess the worst one in recent memory yep. to me would probably be um, Good Friday last year in the wet against Port Adelaide. Um, all Eagles fans rocked up expecting to win that after, yep. you know, coming off the premiership um, and they were never in it. <laughs> Port just come over here and smacked us. Um, and I think uh, that was – I don't think the flag quite was unfurled that day, but it wasn't far off that. Um, and uh, they just went bam, bam and just smacked us in the wet. Um, so that's the worst one in recent memory. Um, okay. Either that or that bloody insipid Hawthorne performance that cost us a spot in the top four last year. Um, yep, yep. Worst one, oh, there was that game. Sometimes the worst losses aren't the worst losses, if you know what I mean. Yeah. There yeah, was no, one I, I remember in, I think it may have been 96. Wow. And Ashley McIntosh, here's a name, mm. has been, and this is when they've just brought in the dragging it in rule and you get pinged. Uh, yep. Eagles were up by two points. McIntosh has dragged it in <laughs> and the ump has just done his crouched down <laughs> giving it holding the ball and gee as uh, as Eagles fans we were going livid at the ump uh, I think it may have been I don't was it Peter Everett who kicked the goal oh really the yeah, big spider the big spider um, but that was a dark old dark old day so there All right. that's one that stings I'm surprised you didn't pick the uh, 2005 grand final, but um, yeah. that, that would have been pretty pretty hard to watch if, Leo Barry, you start. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it weren't for 06, it may have been. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that wasn't great. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, no, they're ones that, yeah, I suppose, yeah, 05 is a bit hard, but, you know, oh, 06 right. made it better. A couple I can remember just quickly. Uh, a few years ago, Pavlich's 350th game. Yep. Home game at Subi, 
We lost to Sydney by 90 points. Oh, good. Way to send the great man out. <laughs> so uh, poor old Pav, uh, heart and soul on the line. And uh, there you go. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I guess the other obvious one is the uh, grand final loss to Hawthorne. I actually thought we played okay that day, but just what inaccurate. You... Only lost by 15 points. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think you didn't get pumped. So, you just um, couldn't, wasn't pumped. But, couldn't hit you know, the side of a barn. I think Fife kicked... Two or three points that day, and yeah. Well, Ballantyne missed a couple. He could have kicked. Yeah. Mm, sad day. So yeah, disappointing, but uh, yeah. One day, That's... hopefully, in your lifetime, for you, the Purple Haze will return to the MCG. Maybe. All right, let's get on to the fixtures, hey. So Thursday night, now we've got an absolute blockbuster. We've got Carlton and St Kilda. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh I don't mind either of the teams. I think um, I'm not asking for your feelings on the teams. Oh, I'm just, well, just getting <laughs> you think of the game? deep and meaningful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I think the Saints are playing an exciting sort of quick-paced footy uh, in in a time when not many teams are trying to do it. Uh, so the I recruits think are killing it. All the recruits are killing it. They're doing really well. Yeah, they are, aren't they? Um, and for the Blues, I did notice, and a big shout out to Sam Doherty who played really well on the weekend after he, I don't think he's played in two years. So Sam Doherty chopped up and Levi Casbold, of all people, got eight coaches' votes on the wow. weekend. Yeah, I know. I thought he was retired three years ago, but he still plays. And uh, he did all right for the Blues, but I think the Saints will be too strong here. Yeah, I think so. Um, I should don't be, know. should be a good game, though. I think it'll be a good game, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just on that, what do you think about the uh, the one week suspension for um, Zach Merritt for the uh, sort of tackle, not tackle that broke his ribs? Am I? Oh, I'm going to sound really bad here, but I didn't see it. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it. So it was one of those ones. I'll try and explain it. He was chasing him, mm-hmm. and uh, Jack Silvani was kicking it. Yeah. And as he kicked it, he went to sort of try and put some pressure on him and had the fist and just oh. got him in the back of the ribs. Oh, nice. And it broke or cracked a rib or something. Oh. So he got a week for it. Okay. Um, but it was one of those things where it happens multiple times in game. every game yeah. and he's been punished for it because I guess the guy's broken his I ribs. I don't like, and I did see something on Twitter about this, I don't like when we suspend players based on an outcome rather than an action. So if people close their fists when they tackle, you know, that's okay. I don't have a problem with that. I'm sure the players don't. Um, But, um, yeah, I don't think we should look at the outcome. I think that's stupid. It is a little bit. Uh, But we've been doing it for a few years now. I think sometimes it extends the penalty uh, if um, the outcome is a lot worse than, you know, if he hadn't got injured, nothing would have happened. Yeah, lack of consistency at the MRO as per usual. Uh, All right, well, I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Yep, same. Uh, Friday night we have Collingwood and Essendon. Uh, so Collingwood coming off that close loss against the Giants and Essendon almost, almost Jacob Townsend with the late shot could not get the Bombers over the line. Yeah, I think it came off someone's head and went through for a point in the end. So uh, that was interesting. Yeah. So oh, I can't see anything other than a Collingwood win here. They're playing well, the Maggies. They are, although uh, they did lose Jer- Jeremy Howe to yeah, a pretty, um, yeah, bad one. Uh, pretty serious looking knee injury. Um, that did not look good. It didn't. No. Um, for someone like him that relies on his leaping and that, it's not. Um, not a great outcome. Yeah, he's and for them, really he's, good player. He's, he's really important. He, you know, he was always a good player in Melbourne, but took his game to a new level at Collingwood. Um, big, big out for them. I just think Collingwood comfortably. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Pies too. All right, and now on Saturday morning we have West Coast against Sydney, um, at the home of football Metricon Stadium. And oh, gee, this is an interesting one. Um, will there be changes for the Eagles side? Are they happy they've got a reprieve and play Sydney instead of... Um, but Sydney will play a contested brand, you know. They'll, they've will they got some good young kids coming in and playing some good footy, but they're just not quite getting it done at the moment, Sydney. No, I mean, they're sort of gone towards that rebuild a, a, a bit there with the younger kids and that. So, um, 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the changes. You obviously got uh, Schofield out, and uh, I think McGovern's probably going to come back in. You would imagine. Um, so that'll, uh, I guess, strengthen the uh, the Eagles team. It's not. Well, I don't think in the air is the problem though. The problem is on the ground. So it'll be interesting to see sort of how that sort of goes. <laughs> Gee, I'd love to pick West Coast. It's not often I look at West Coast and I see sitting 16th at the moment, 16th and 17th, the WA team's going really well over here. Yeah, we are. We're smashing COVID, but we're not smashing footy. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, nah, I, I'm i going to tip West Coast, but not with a huge amount of confidence, I must say. I'm yeah, a little I'm... I'm going to be tipping West Coast as well. I um, I mean, West Coast have played Gold Coaster in red-hot form. Brisbane, who are a good team, and Port. All three teams are in the top, what, th- top three in the ladder? Yeah, so what's everyone giving us such a bloody hard time so about? We're playing even, with, those teams though, are going to be prelim finalists, and we're playing against all these gun teams, and you played against nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we've played the same three teams. <laughs> okay, actually, while, while we've, now that the comparison's been made. Go on. You lost to Gold Coast by 44 points. <laughs> okay, yeah, we were really bad. We lost by 13. Yep. Well, they were hot tonight. They played us. They oh, were... <laughs> yeah. Rao had the same amount of goals and possessions in both games. Yep. Um, lost to Brisbane by 30. Yep. We lost by 12. Yep. You lost to Port by 48. Yep. We lost by 29. Yes. Um, so. See, what happens when uh, teams come up and play against West Coast? They think, yeah, we've got to really get ourselves up and, you know, get a lot more joy in beating West Coast than Frio because Frio just, just put hey, it in as a tick. You, you brought the comparison <laughs> up, so I just wanted to provide the stats. All right, you know, man, good on you. Impartial uh, view over <laughs> all here. All right. Yep. All factual information. I will cop it while we're playing shit. Anyway, I think West Coast will win. Uh, I, I think, hope yeah, so. Sydney probably not quite good enough. No, uh, down to what I think could be the game of the round. No, second game of the round. The game of the round is going to be a beauty, but we'll talk about it in a minute. Geelong and Gold Coast. Um, gee, this is going to be an interesting game. Here's a little one. Gold Coast paying $3.40. If you're of the age and just we'll have a lazy... Oh, okay. <laughs> or you can do what Mike says. You just put a lazy, I don't know, a 10, 20... Or the house, as Mike said. Uh that's an interesting little it's contest. Worth it's worth, worth a punt. It's maybe not worth the house, but it's worth a punt. Um, the cats hey, have been inconsistent. I could put 50 on it, and then I might be able to get the next whiskey club. Oh, yeah, go. There you go. <laughs> Support local. Uh, the cats have been inconsistent. Yes. Just getting over the line. Melbourne, the week before, came back against Carlton, couldn't get the chocolates. So the Cats haven't been impressive. The Suns have, but the Suns obviously make their first trip to Victoria this mm. season. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. Yeah, Will, uh, I guess the, the the issue here I see, uh, I don't know how many times Suns have been to, to – Geelong, but um, Geelong have got a team full of big body players and Gold Coast having young We've players. We've talked about Matty Rao's glutes today. Um, we have, but that, yeah. that's one player. His glutes will take everyone on, mate. I don't know if Rowell and Greenwood and what's his face? Um, and that Richmond guy. Ellis. Ellis. They're probably the only guys with some weight behind them. Put his glutes up against Dangerfield's glutes. I reckon there'd be a glute off. <laughs> anyway, Maximus Gluteus. Yeah, Maximus Gluteus. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to go for the cats. Yeah, but I'm going to. But I'm going to have a cheeky tenor, yeah, tenor on the Suns. Uh, moving on to two teams that have been a bit average. The, the doggies dogs against and North and the Kangas. Um, the Kangas oh so close uh, last week against the Hawks and and the Dogs getting the job done against the Swans. Um, how do you see this one going? Well, West, um, Western Bulldogs came out of the blocks last week and uh, caught Sydney. Sydney by surprise. And I think that was sort of what won them the game. But I don't know, North, for me, seemed like that team that when you don't expect it, they win. Um, yep. They just have a way of – they're a really good side, but they just yeah, lack that consistency. So Special mention to Jai Simpkin, who is having mm. a really good start of the year. Um, 
and he's probably been their premier midfielder. He's he's really stepping up. Only 22. He's been in the system for a while, and he's second club. So, uh, yeah, I reckon Josh Simpkin going really well. But I think that the Bulldogs should be too strong here. All right. Well, I'm going to go with North because I oh, think yeah. that, that probably just surprised a few people here. Okay. Then I wouldn't be surprised. This, in my opinion, <laughs> is the game of the round. Uh, Brisbane v Port Adelaide on Saturday. Currently third versus first. Both playing good footy. Um, probably just tilts in Brisbane's favour because it's up in the hub. What do you reckon? Oh... I don't even know if it's that. I think Port. Uh, I think Port are the form side at the mm. moment. Um, clearly, they're on top. I guess. Yeah, but, good observation. Um, thank you. <laughs> I think Lockie Neal and uh, McCluggage are going to have to pass some of those how shots on is, goal off. How good is McCluggage? I oh. think they had eleven shots on goal between them or something. And and I had Big O for an any time goal. Any danger, they can just put it at the top of the square <laughs> for the Big O to just clunk one. Um, but Port, yeah, Port looked really good, and it just shows how good one one decent draft can just inject some life. Like how good are Butters, Rosie, and oh, Dersma didn't play on the Dersma weekend. Didn't play. No. Um, but gee whiz, Port looked good. Charlie Dixon reinvigorated with six goals. Um, he's just a big beast when he's up and going. Yeah. And, and it, one thing you knocked on him in the past was his accuracy. Gee whiz, he couldn't miss on the weekend. So I. I'm going to go Brisbane because it's up there, but this is going to be a belter. Do not just – no one's watching the Dogs and the Kangas on Saturday night. Uh, mm. This is the game to watch. This is the game of the round, I reckon. It'll be exciting. It It'll be goals. These these teams like to attack. Um, I reckon it's going to be a ripper. Yeah, I'm going to go with Port, I think. I've uh, – I think we obviously played both of these teams uh, – being the Dockers, and I thought Port looked incredible, uh, much more impressive than Brisbane, although we did play Brisbane quite early, so maybe they've um, improved since then. But um, let's move on to Sunday. Sunday. Frio. And we've got Adelaide against my mob, the Dockers. So the so. two teams without a win yet, 17th v 18th. Um, I, well, you know more about this than me, but gee, Adelaide look horrible. Um, they do. They've got no pace through the midfield. They've got a couple of like you know a couple of good youngsters in there, but clearly too young to to put the team on their shoulders. Um, gee whiz, there yeah, they look ordinary and slow and just devoid of any confidence. And the Dockers, I'm going to back them to get it done here. How do you see it going? I'm getting on the boys uh, this week. I thought that. Uh, the last few weeks we've played pretty well and um, I think, you know, we've just come up against some teams that have been in pretty good form and, you know, slightly better than us. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can get the the, uh, the win over Adelaide because they're, they're not playing very well at all. So Freo could break the duck this week. I think they will break the duck, I think. Get uh, JL's first win on the board. That would be good to see. I think that uh, Matthew Nix has inherited a nightmare. <laughs> he's just oh, – I feel sorry for him because I think he's he, – well, you never know. But I think he yeah. had the makings a good coach, but he's going to last about two years. Um, <laughs> Melbourne v Richmond, the newly scheduled game. And um, I don't know, mate uh, – Will this see the Tigers bounce back into some form? I don't know. There seems to be something missing a bit like last year when they sort of started their season halfway through and managed to get the get the chocolates at the end of the year. But So um, obviously Richmond don't need to turn up for another few weeks yet? No, nah, they've got plenty of time. Um, well, the only problem for Richmond is that if coronavirus stays in Victoria and they're going to have to win it outside yeah, Victoria, no, which uh, that's going to be to pretty play. hard. Heaven forbid they have to leave the G. Mm. So, um, look, I think Richmond should get the win comfortably here. I think Melbourne are, have always been a team that promises a lot but have failed to deliver. So, um, Well, I, I said this at the start of the year. I think 2018 for Melbourne was the outlier. I don't think Melbourne are a good team. Um, and I think that they're around about where they'll finish. I think 15th, they're, they're average. And I think Richmond, an average Richmond should beat them. 
on Sunday. The, la- the last game for the round looks to be a bit of a beauty. Uh, the GWS Giants take on Hawthorne. Um, GWS haven't quite hit their straps, but were better um, certainly on Friday night and Hawks getting a close win on Sunday. So this one shapes as being an interesting little contest to end the round. It does, but because um, I think uh, Hawthorne beat GWS quite comfortably last year at the MCG from memory. I think they gave them a bit of a hiding, actually. Sounds um, about right. It's not at the MCG. No, it's not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, how much a difference that makes, not sure. Will Clarko just bottle it up and just try and get his players to just tackle, tackle, tackle and not get rewarded all, all game? Or... <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe he'll try and make a spectacle of this one to brighten our spirits. But um, You're a bit sad, know. are you? You're not, you're not happy? You're not enjoying the footy? You're not, you, you need your spirits lifting? Uh, I mean, I'm only watching a couple of games, maybe three or four games a, a week. Um I must say, most of them have been okay. Yeah. But, um, and this yeah, will be a good game. This will I be a ripper. I didn't watch the Hawks or the Cats last week, so I don't know what they were talking about. But Yeah. Uh, I think this will be a really good game, and I think the Giants will get on a bit of a roll. I think the Giants will get up here. Yeah, I think they should, given it's at, uh, at Giants Stadium. They should get the, get the win. Yeah, and great to see Callan Ward back playing some good footy for the Giants as well. Looks really good and adds a bit of grunt to their midfield. Um, and Tom Mitchell saying could be said for the Hawks. Uh, right. So, Mike, we get into the the serious part of the evening where we uh, make some predictions. So, a certainty from you. Have you got a certainty for me? Certainly for this week. I think it's a bit of a hard week to pick one, but uh, I've gone with the uh, the Dockers. Oh, Dockers shit. will win. <laughs> Take them a certainty. <laughs> we really need to discuss these things before we come on. Okay, go. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, they're going to win. Uh, uh, yeah, playing the bottom place side. So uh, if we don't win... Michael will hand back his donation. <laughs> 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 Going on to that donation. Oh, here we go. Have you won a house? It's looking a little bit better if we get a WA hub because I'll be able to go to the games. Yeah. yeah that was part of the, the, the rule. If you donated it, you would uh, you would get the get to go to the games if we had some games here. So there you go. fingers crossed. The Derby is a free home game, so you know, you should be able to go. I there. actually got an email saying I've got a ticket to it, so that's oh, good. Very good. I'll come along. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, well, I've adjusted my certainty. And I'm going to go with Collingwood on Friday night. Um, otherwise, I'm not overly excited about this game. Um, but uh, I think Collingwood, Essendon, yeah, they're, they're a run-of-the-mill sort of average to average team. I think Collingwood are playing really well and were beaten just by a side that was a bit tougher on the night in GWS. And I think Collingwood will get the job done. Who is the heat on? And please do not steal mine again. Well, do you want to go first? Yes, it's on my mob. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my mob. If we don't beat Sydney on Saturday, or at least, no, 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 no. They need to do more than show a bit of ticker. They need to beat Sydney. Um, Oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, Mark McGowan might fly over there and... uh, and have a bit of a word to the boys because I don't know what's going on up there, but it's not whatever is happening. It's not working. So um, West Coast have got to win this week. they just got to. Fair enough. Who have you come up with? I've changed mine to uh, Melbourne. Is the heat on Melbourne? If they lose to the training premier, (laughs) the the heat's on them. (laughs) No, it's it's more the fair position in the ladder and and maybe it's a little bit harsh because they've got a game in hand. But, uh, you know... As I said before, they've I think they've promised a lot and disappointed their fans for uh, a number of years now. And um, yeah, do you think I think it's about time there was a bit a bit more heat on Melbourne? Yep. Do you think that that they are a good team? Where did you pick them to finish at the start of the year? Gee, I don't know. But <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. Questions without notice, Mike. Where did Melbourne <laughs> get <gonna> finish? <laughs> you got to give me a little bit of notice here. Oh, yeah. um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I probably thought that they were a chance for finals, maybe around that 8-9 position. Um, 
But I mean, I, I just look at them and I think they've got a really tough midfield. But no, there's no pace. There's no. So, yeah, Ed Langdon, mate. Ed Langdon. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, th- yeah, they are lacking some pace. I think that they've got some good players in there, but just. Mm. And they don't really have anyone. They don't have any big goal kickers in there. They don't. I don't know. I'm just not, not there with Melbourne. I'm not nowhere near it. But yeah, anyway, they've gone hard on defenders recently. Got um, Lever and May. Yes. So there's some decent um, at the expense of forwards down there. Well, they needed to get May. Didn't they need to give up Hogan to get May? Yeah. Um, so that was the trade-off, and. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, mate. I think they're in trouble. Uh, now, our bet of the week, I'll yeah. chime in first because I went a bit boring and it was on the back of a win I had last week. So I've, I did a right um, off some low-level, what I considered to be almost certainties <laughs> and uh, ended up with a decent return. So I've gone for a few little cheap little investments that folks, if you're still listening, I hope they come off for you. So I've gone the doggies to beat North at a dollar sixty-six. Then I've gone the Dockers to win also at a dollar sixty-six. And then finally, GWS to round out the week with a win against the Hawks at a dollar fifty-eight. So three pretty low-priced winners together with a power play on sports bet pay out four dollars seventy-six. So. If you put $20 on it, you can almost get a hungy back, a green one, a nice little green one. You don't see those very often, folks. No. So no. Uh, I reckon that's a good little investment. What about you? What do you got? All right. I've gone a little bit harder than you because I think that's a bit soft. It but... is a bit. <laughs> it is a bit. Uh, and just a quick shout-out to my colleague, uh, Jonathan, at work. He's uh, He asked me for my bet last week and... Okay, good on John. I, uh, I couldn't give him one, but uh, <laughs> okay. I've got one this week, so I uh, hope you're still listening. Uh, I've gone Frio to win the dollar sixty-six. I've gone Matt Rao <laughs> for an anytime goal scorer, two dollars twenty. Oh, that's good odds. Yeah, two twenty. Done well there. Anytime goal scorer, and uh, I've gone with West Coast to lead at every quarter. Oh, $2.40. That's dangerous. <laughs> the current form. Uh, total eight seventy six. Power play at $9.06, that, I think. That is actually a really good bet. I think that might be the best one you've ever done. Uh, <laughs> well, I better put some money on my account so I can actually put it through. I hope that you're right with the uh, particular last one. Uh, rightio, I think that's us done for the week. It is. Uh any other business? No, no other business. Uh, uh, just um, follow us uh, on Facebook, Holding the Ball Podcast, and at Hold Ball Pod on Twitter. Uh, put a review on uh, iTunes for the podcast. That would be really not, helpful. Or maybe not, depending on how you're feeling at this point. But if you're still listening, you should definitely want to put a review in. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've made it this far, put a review. <laughs> yeah, put a review in. Uh, thanks for listening wherever you are. And uh, those of you particularly listening overseas, uh, Thank you very, very much for Interstate. See you next week. Yeah, we hope your team wins, unless you're a Sydney fan. This is Holding the Ball, the podcast with Mike and Bomber.